Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. We are loaded today. It's the Herd. Where else would you be? Live in L.A. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. J-Mac called it last night. <laughs> I thought Milwaukee was going to win by 25 because Boston sat all their starters, and instead it went to overtime. Uh, that's the NBA. It's funny. I went out to Valentine's dinner with the wife last night. Nice little restaurant, and I get back. I, I don't look at my phone during dinner. million texts about... Celtics Bucks, and then I had went three and one in college basketball last night. Way to go! Listen, hey, nice little mic. Well, you know how the NBA works. It's a long season. You give the backups a chance to start against the Milwaukee. My daughter was at that game last night. Was sending me picks the entire game. I was, uh, and way to go! What did what did take your wife out and not take your phone? Well, I mean, I had my phone. I got to document what I eat, put it on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> People need to know what I'm eating on Valentine's Day. Of course night. they do. <laughs> so, um, you know, there are certain things. I'm just not going to argue with people about, like, climate change. It's happening. If you're struggling with it, you go to your Reddit board, talk to your buddies. I'm not going to engage you. Maturity in quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Johnny Mantell, Jameis Winston, uh, Zach Wilson. I'm not going to argue with you. It obviously is a huge factor. You're the face of the franchise. You don't have to believe it. There's plenty of idiots who don't think it matters either. Go talk to them. Uh, But Jalen Hurts, everybody's talking money now. The media is obsessed with what players make. I couldn't care less. I want my teams to be flexible. 
Uh, but Jalen Hurts is already being asked about making big money. And he's 24 years old, but sounds like he's 44. And this is another reason why you do sign him. Here's what he said to the questions about getting the bag. The thing that, that I'm most focused on is winning. You know, the only thing I care about is winning and ultimately winning championships. So um, there will be a day where that conversation can be had, but today isn't that day. That's how you answer the question. That, that's how you answer the question. Of the many elements that make him a franchise quarterback, leadership, toughness, athleticism, arms better than everybody thinks, and he's a little bigger, I think. If you watch the Super Bowl, there's so many cameras at a Super Bowl, he'd run near the camera. You really got a sense of how much bigger he is than we think. Character, all the things you want, he has. Um, yesterday, it really struck me there may be a bigger gap of talent between Jalen Hurts and the next best NFC quarterback than Mahomes and Burrow. So when I put up the 10 best quarterbacks, most of the great ones, Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert, Allen, they're all AFC. Now, Mahomes is the best, but it's, it's inches, not feet on a lot of those. But look at Jalen Hurts at six. I like Matt Stafford, but right now the Rams are trying to renegotiate his deal he comes off a litany of injuries. He can be reckless at times. He's not mobile. And if they don't rework his deal, he'll again have a below average offensive line, which will mean it's an average team. Aaron Rodgers is at eight. Aaron may be in the AFC. Right now, Aaron's going to be 39 during the season. And as much talent as he has, he's kind of non-committal in the offseason. And then Jared Goff, who cannot play on the road, did have a great year, but couldn't lead his team to the playoffs in a year in which the Packers were down. The gap between Hurts and the number two NFC quarterback, especially if Aaron's traded after Brady retired, you could argue by Thanksgiving, Geno Smith was having the best year at quarterback outside of Jalen Hurts. Geno Smith. Jared Goff, good at home, not mobile, not good with the muddy pocket, struggles on the road, and couldn't make the playoffs. So of the many reasons you would sign Jalen Hurts is the gap. You have to also consider this. San Francisco is the next most talented team, and they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They have no idea what they're doing. Now, I think the Eagles run Jalen Hurts too much. 15 times in the Super Bowl, they averaged 11 carries a game during the regular season. Only Lamar Jackson runs that much. But it does matter. Who do you play? Who are your rivals? How does everybody stack up at the position? And when you go to the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, the first five are AFC. The next is Jalen Hurts. And I think almost everybody agrees with that this morning. You start going to reckless guys, old guys, and guys that could be in the AFC in two weeks following him. Just another reason you got to sign him. All right, like we all know the Raiders are an interesting brand, and they always have been, mostly a mess for a long time. And we also know that part of the success of Mahomes, certainly part of it is the stability, the coach, the weapons, the GM. Um, so there was a quote yesterday about Derek Carr by Rich Gannon, a former Raider. 
And he said, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to go somewhere and all of a sudden put a team on his shoulders and take them to a division title. Well, let's just talk NFC South because that's where he's rumored to go. Easily the worst division in the sport. It's not really close this morning. So the question is, could he go to the NFC South? I want to go back to a year ago. His coach got fired and was replaced by a special teams guy. Their number one first-round pick, their first-round pick at wide receiver, killed somebody off the team. The other first-round pick, a corner, got kicked off the team for going to Instagram and bragging about shooting people. Darren Waller, arguably the second-best tight end in the sport, missed six games. So in the AFC, the tougher conference, and in the AFC West, arguably the toughest conference, he had the 26th-ranked defense and the 28th-ranked run game, an interim coach, Darren Waller missed a third of the year, and there was chaos because of the receiver and the corner kicked off the team all over the building. What did Derek Carr do? And Rich Gannon says, I don't know if he can carry a team to a title, so let's get specific, NFC South. In the last four games of the season, Derek Carr went four for four with three game-winning drives. But in the fourth quarter of those games, the key quarter in football, he completed 74% of his throws, his passer rating 103, two of the four games, a fourth quarter comeback. In fact, an overtime game-winning drive in week 18 against the Chargers, a game most of us watched. So not only is he good enough to carry a team in the weakest division in football, he carried his team in the better conference, swimming in chaos. So we've seen it happen before. we got to stop the Derek Carr slander. Nobody is saying he's Mahomes. But in nine years, seven head coaches. I've seen him carry this franchise a year and a half ago to the playoffs. Go back to the final month, what he was dealing with, with the Raiders. He was spectacular in the fourth quarter in four straight games. Three game-winning drives, two come from behind. So when you say he can't do something, I've seen him do it recently. And remember, there is a big difference between facing Mahomes twice a year and Justin Herbert twice a year and Desmond Ritter twice a year. No shot at Desmond Ritter. But right now, the NFC is probably the weakest division as of this morning, the NFL's had in a decade. It's abysmal. We don't know if we have the right coaches outside of Frank Reich, and he has his doubters. We don't have any franchise quarterbacks. All four teams outside of Tampa are in a rebuild. So, yeah, I've seen it with, I've seen it with Derek Carr. He's going to be fine. Uh, we'll have another Raider story later this hour that is so obvious I missed it. So obvious I missed it. You know, you, you, you bring up the phone thing. I will on almost, I would say 90% of the time, won't take my phone into dinner with my wife. 
Well, the problem with that is, gosh, and this is going to reveal too much about me. Um, I'm one of these weirdos who like, I kind of am looking over my shoulder wondering when something bad's going to happen and you need to have your phone to, All right. you know, call you're your f- kids, call the police if you have to, you know, you're like a it's, fatalist. Well, I, do you, I don't, I don't want to go yeah. overboard. Well, you I, also I'm have, sure there's some mocking going on. No, instantly. no, no, but you have young kids. I was different yeah. when I had young kids. My kids now are 22 and I don't know, Colin. There's so much garbage going on in America right now. People doing stupid stuff. You know, prayers up to the Michigan State community. You just read this stuff. You're like, what the hell? And I I need to have my phone. I can't leave my phone at home, dude. No, I leave mine in the car. No, I take it. Yeah. Can I ask you something about Derek Carr real quick? Sure. I looked up his history last night, you know? Um, This is a guy who got married in college to his college sweetheart. Married in college. Like, a lot of guys don't do that. Deeply religious. Yeah. He was a good high school quarterback as a junior, and he had offers early from Fresno and some other small schools. He blows up as a senior after transferring like 46 touchdowns, and the big boys come in. I'm loyal to Fresno. They offered me early. My brother went yeah. there. So you start to put this stuff together. He's loyal, married, got married in college. Not a yeah. lot of dudes do I that. I like loyalty, yeah. Very religious. Yeah. Any of that stuff add up to give you a clue to where he might or might not go? Well, I think... The Carolinas are conservative, um, a very a lot of churches. You were early on Carolina. I was putting some feelers out yesterday, and it's it's I, seeming like New York is no. is not a. I don't know. If, uh, listen, I don't know Carr personally. It some people seem to think it's not a cultural fit. No, like I, Derek Carr going to New York. It's just not maybe his scene. Now maybe he, he live in Jersey. As Sanchez did, we can ask Sanchez about living in no, Jersey. No, I think one of the things I've thought about with Carolina, Frank Reich. Uh, I think he's a pretty religious guy. Uh, the Carolinas, um, Frank Reich got really like Derek Carr, got pushed out the door despite having some success. Frank Reich had Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Andrew Luck all had their most efficient year with him. And so I think Derek looks at Frank and says, let's ride this thing together. We both overcame dysfunction. Yeah. You overcame a dysfunctional owner. I overcame a dysfunctional coach. And our organization didn't trust us and blamed us. Yeah. And so I think Derek Carr looks at Frank Reich and thinks, that guy gets me. Frank Reich literally luck's best efficient year. Philip Rivers ran like a batting cage, got him to the playoffs. Carson Wentz goes 27 TD, seven picks. Ursay, no loyalty, throws him out the door. Well, that's what they're doing. I've been arguing this for years. Derek's the life preserver of a sinking Raider franchise. He's not the issue. Now, if they go get, you know, if they would have gotten Brady or somebody else, maybe it's different. But remember, Carr, Carr also with Gruden, offensive guy, had an awesome, awesome run. Frank Reich, offensive guy. Yep. Uh, Dennis Allen, defensive guy. Robert with, Sala, defensive guy. And you just well, you again. Were, we're looking at breadcrumbs. We're trying to see around corners. I think it's Carolina. I, I would love him in New York. I think he's very good. But I think you probably were one of the early ones on Carolina that it's starting to smell like that could be a good fit. And I think they would win the division with Derek Carr. No doubt in my mind. Can we bet that now? Can we, can we go? I would uh, go bet it right now. Fox bet? Uh, you, you were out there watching? Can we put some money on for me. <laughs> Carolina to win the division. You, 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 you won your college basketball bets. Why don't you put a, put a, put a 50 on for me? <laughs> <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. 
That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. According to sources, the NBA has a lot of leaks uh, because players have a lot of power. And there's a handful of reporters they trust. And when they want stuff out, especially if you're LeBron or KD or, you know, the big dogs, they get stuff out. LeBron through the years has been very good, uh, very strategic in getting messaging out. Uh, We saw about six different stories leak with Westbrook. He didn't want him around. Eventually, he's not around. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I'll say this. I defend LeBron on this stuff. If you want messages out, players don't own teams. They don't run teams. Sometimes you need messages out. You call your agent. Your agent calls a reporter. This is the game of the NBA, and it doesn't ba- it doesn't bother me at all, especially when you're as good as LeBron and as dependable as he's been in his career. So um, Dave McMiniman covers uh, the NBA and the Lakers. And so somebody fed him this story. Uh, Darvin Ham, it's believed, overplayed LeBron James, and that's why he's banged up. This is something we've talked about on this show a lot, is that LeBron wanted to, after the championship in the bubble, hand the franchise to Anthony Davis. He came in out of shape. It ticked off LeBron James, and he should have been ticked off. It's why I said before this season, I would move off Anthony Davis before this season, because in the end, he'll let you down. He's already been hurt. Now he's playing like crap. So there's three things messaging-wise that have happened recently. Pay attention to this. We all see this stuff. So number one, Chris Haynes came out with a story recently that LeBron's ankle was worse than first reported. That was obviously leaked to him. So LeBron's making sure everybody knows I'm not just screwing around here. My ankle's bad. Second thing, LeBron sends his own message. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to travel with the team, but I'll go to the Super Bowl. That's a message. Then this one. LeBron, his people, upset he played too many minutes. Translation, three messages, LeBron not happy. Who's he not happy at? Darvin Ham, probably for not holding AD accountable. 
because simultaneously during these messages, AD's been awful. He had a first half against the Warriors the other night. May have been his worst game. I mean, I may have been his worst NBA half. And so LeBron and his camp have been frustrated by how many minutes he has to play. They can't depend on Anthony Davis. They're a little upset that Darvin Ham's not keeping the pressure on Anthony Davis. And as I told you a week ago, when LeBron broke that record uh, of over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record, and you saw Anthony Davis's reaction, I talked to an NBA source who I've known for a long time. He said, the Dallas Mavericks and Anthony Davis, keep your eye on it. Anthony Davis is pouting. LeBron's holding him accountable. LeBron's not happy with him. AD's gone into a funk. It's not coincidence. So you've got all sorts of things happening. Darvin Ham's going to take a little bit of a hit here. And it is Darvin Ham's responsibility, not LeBron James. LeBron James has always tried to get along with everybody. Uh, I, In fact, it's one of the criticisms I've had of LeBron. Michael Jordan would have just called out Westbrook or Anthony Davis. Michael Jordan was very uh, never passive-aggressive. Uh, Tom Brady would call out a teammate. You know, Kevin Durant's a little more passive-aggressive. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers can be a little more passive-aggressive. LeBron James can be a little more passive-aggressive. They they go through the media. They go through their agent. They go through they go around stories in, instead of confronting it. If I was LeBron, I would have been absolutely furious with Anthony Davis after I won the championship, and he came in out of shape. LeBron wanted to go down to about 34 minutes a night. Once again, in year 20, he's playing 40 minutes a night in big games. So, um... I think this just signals LeBron's not happy with AD. Um, you know, he's doing an end around a little bit. He's not happy with Darvin Ham, not holding him accountable. They're playing LeBron too many minutes. But if you've watched the Lakers pre-trade, they had to play him. It's the only reason, the only way they can compete against good teams is LeBron plays 40 minutes because you don't know what you're getting with AD. So uh, messaging is real. It's obvious. And I'm not opposed to it. I'm opposed to it when C-level players or B-level players send messages, not when LeBron does or Jordan did or Shaq did or, you know, if Jason Tatum, though he doesn't, did. That wouldn't bother me if Giannis did. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We've talked a lot about Derek Carr and where he's going. But when Tom Brady retired and he had a connection to Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels, that was plan A, and it's now evaporated. Jarrett Stidham in that division, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Mahomes is a backup. What do the Raiders do at quarterback? So, I mean, you've got to have you got to have something here, right? Like this is the best quarterback division in the sport. Derek's probably going to Carolina, the worst. So you know he's gonna flourish and it's gonna make you look bad. You wanna take a big swing. Garoppolo can't stay healthy. I don't think that's the best fit. Think about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders for a second. Aaron, let's start with this, has never missed Devontae Adams more. He'd get him back. Secondly, Green Bay would love to send him to the Raiders, I'm told, because it's a tough division. C, or three, the Raiders and the Packers Front offices have been doing deals last couple of years. They almost pulled off a Darren Waller deal, and they did a Devontae Adams deal. These front offices have worked together before. Four, the Raiders have the third most cap space in the league. Because Derek's leaving, they inherit Aaron, they got cap space. The Raiders are also excellent offensively. 
They have a top 10 left tackle, the best receiver, maybe the best slot receiver in Hunter Renfro, a top three tight end. The offensive line, believe it or not, was just a little behind Green Bay in PFF rankings, top 10. The Jets don't check those boxes. It's not a young team like the Jets that would wear Aaron out. Colton Miller's been around. Devontae's a former teammate. Darren Waller. These are veteran players. They also have a star running back in Josh Jacobs. The Titans have that, but they don't have a second receiver or a great tight end or a great O-line. Why aren't we talking about this? I mean, Aaron's going to a black hole for four days. Why not just make it full time? Go to the Raiders. They have the best draft pick of all the teams in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. And because they're going to get a compensatory pick for Derek Carr and they've already got two fives, the Raiders could give the Packers their first-round pick number seven, one of their thirds, and one of their fives. A first, a third, and a five. It's not like the Packers have a lot of needs. With those two firsts, they'd get a tight end and edge rusher. And the Packers draft and develop well. They don't have a lot of needs. They really don't. They would give Jordan Love a surplus of talent in year one. I don't know. It makes sense. And the other thing is, I know this is silly, but aesthetics matter. When you hear, when you hear Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, what would it look like? I've got to be honest. I saw a picture of Aaron in a Jets jersey. That doesn't work for me. Roger Goodell would have to step in. But when you put him in a Raiders jersey, there is such a Kenny Stabler vibe. Come on now. <laughs> That's a Raider quarterback. A little bit of an unmade bed there. Got the you know the beard going and the hair going. I don't know. You got to take a big swing because you know two things. You're in a division. Russell Wilson's going to go back to a better version of himself. Herbert's a star. Mahomes is the best guy in the game. You can't go, can't go with Jared Stidham. And you also know that if Derek Carr goes to Carolina, he's going to win that division. He's going to win that division. He's going to be in the playoff chase at minimum to the end. So your former quarterback will be flourishing, make you look bad. And then you're in the toughest quarterback division. You can't go soft. I like Garoppolo, but he would be the fourth best quarterback in the division by a long shot. Because you know Peyton's making Russell Wilson better. So, I don't know. It kind of seems like that's a fit. Am I nuts on that? If the Packers decide to trade Aaron Rodgers. And there are now reports from legitimate sources. The Packers would prefer to move him if they can find a partner. San Francisco doesn't work. It's the NFC and the money. There, there's also a report. I think Schefter reported this. They're sending him to the AFC. They're not letting him go in the NFC. They're sending him over to the other side. So what I don't get is he comes back from the darkness retreat and he tells the Packers, yeah, I don't want to do the OTAs. I don't want to work with the young guys in the offseason. Just get me out of here. If you're the Raiders and you hear he doesn't want to do OTAs and work with people in the offseason, you still are embracing him? Okay. These, A, this is not kids camp. He's worked with Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro's semi-veteran. Waller's been around the league. This is a veteran offensive line. Josh Jacobs been in the but league. But it's like new system, new playbook, a lot of new teammates, new city. There's so much newness, and he just wants no part of that. Don't you believe, though, if, if you get a new job 
you're on your best behavior. Well, you he, and I, sure. Well, Aaron Rodgers. They also have an owner. They also have an owner. Okay. Aaron's never had an owner. If the Packers had an owner, Aaron would fall in line much more than he does now. Favre and Aaron have the Green Bay quarterback system, right? Or the Green Bay quarterback syndrome. There's no owner. You have so much power in a small market. The media, it basically says whatever you want them to say. It won't push back. That's the way small market college towns, high school towns. You know, you get to New York, Philly, Atlanta, Dallas, San Francisco. The, the, the media is uglier. They pick on you. They're aggressive. So you know what else is uglier? The Raiders' defense is worse okay. than the Packers. Okay. The division is much tougher. Okay, okay, but you're going to have to play somebody in the playoffs anyway when you go to the AFC. Okay, You're going to have to go through those guys anyway. Here's the other thing. As bad as the defense is, and they have to get faster at linebacker, and they need a corner. Can they if they pay Aaron Rodgers all that money? Well, they've already got Max Crosby. So, One guy. Well, well, what's the most important thing a defense has to have? An edge, edge rusher. rusher. Those are gold bars. They've got one. And by the way, cornerbacks, the Seahawks just got a starter in the fifth and sixth round. Again, the offense is set. This is an offense that could get you to the playoffs. That's not even a question. Tell me an offense in the league, including Kansas City, that is, if, you, if I give you these five positions, quarterback, star running back, Tight end, left tackle, star receiver, slot receiver. Raiders, arguably, best team in the league at those six positions. I think you named five offensive guys. Okay, no, no. So, no, no. The the six key positions are basically quarterback, left tackle, downfield receiver, a slot. Edge rusher. No, I'm talking offense. offense. Running back. The Raiders are absolutely top three in the league. Defensively, they've got holes. They're slow at linebacker, and they need to corner. But you can pick that up in the draft. Remember, they're getting a comp pick for Derek Carr, so they can give that to Green Bay and still have theirs. They'll get like a third. We'll still have a third. They have two fifths. Give Green Bay that. You can give Green Bay the seventh pick. So you have a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. You got enough picks to fix the defense. Seattle fixed their own line and their cornerback situation in a draft. It can be done. So what? Uh, remember, you were hot for. Oh, Rogers. I'm telling you, told they they don't get a comp pick for Carr. Oh, they come my, my bad. So, they cut uh, him. So they, about, have, they have right now. They have a first, a second, a third, a fourth, two fifths, a sixth. I'm not sure if they have a seventh. My bad on you that. You were I hot you on Rodgers to Tennessee. Is that? I mean, the Listen, offensive position no, players are not good in Tennessee. I like that a lot, but then you examine it. O lines a wreck. They have one ride receiver. Derrick Hill's got a lot of miles on those tires. Henry, Derrick yeah. Henry. A lot of miles on those tires. Well, wait a sec. Uh, the lineman, Taylor Lewan, wasn't? didn't we hang out with him yes. briefly at, at the Super Bowl? He's, He's a, a large individual. Okay, but the O-line ranks bottom five, six in the league. All left tackles are big. I got news for you. There's no the, 5'11 left tackles. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the defense in Tennessee is very good. We've seen them hold a that lot of teams in check. That is very attractive. So is Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel. But I, I'm just saying, where the Raiders are great at would make Aaron very comfortable very quickly. You go into Tennessee, and I think Tennessee's interesting, but you're back to having one really good young receiver, no star tight end. Do people understand how good this group is? Josh Jacobs, Colton Miller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. That's better than Kansas City. They don't have that. I mean, they got a rookie running back. I've got a star. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me for the world of football or fighting, or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. 
depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So let me start with this premise. Running back is currently a position in the NFL, J-Mac that good GMs will not sign to a second contract. You do not need to be great to win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs just did with a seventh-round running back. The best running backs in the NFL are Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, didn't make the playoffs. I mean, you could argue. Aaron Jones for the Packers did not make the playoffs. Dalvin Cook uh, got beat by the Giants in the playoffs. So let's start with this premise. Running backs are nice. Derrick Henry... Did not make the playoffs. Running back, you want to be capable. You don't need to be great. Is that fair? Totally. Okay, so let's start with this premise. So yesterday on this show, I said, you have to consider, doesn't mean you have to do it. I'm 60-40. I think Justin Fields is going to work. 60-40. Not 90-10. That was Burrow. (laughs) Not 100-0. That was Trevor Lawrence. I'm 60-40. The Bears had a 10-game losing streak, of which Justin Fields, I think, played eight. 
It is hard to lose 10 straight games in the NFL. Hard. Houston only lost nine straight. And they had six one-possession losses. They were tanking. They took the Chiefs to overtime. It is hard to lose 10 straight games. So um, if you have the number one pick in a draft, it's hard to get that too, right? And you lost 10 straight games, it's sort of weird to say, hey, let's run it back at quarterback. Right? You got to consider what's going on. So let's be fair. Because this was Justin Fields' second year, and we know that quarterbacks get better, right? They should have big leaps first year, second year, early second year, late. Let's take his last five games of last year. Last five games. That's fair. So the last five games he started. Passer ratings, 83. Not great. Five touchdowns, four picks. Not great. He did, however, get more accurate, 63%. That I like. And I am 60-40 on Justin Fields making it. But be careful about something I hear all the time from fans with teams with average quarterbacks. He got nothing to work with. Hmm, Let's examine that. The New York Giants, in a tougher division, went to the playoffs and won a game. The New York Giants have a significantly worse offensive line. I'll go to PFF grading. Giants 30th, Bears 14th. Justin Fields had a better offensive line than Daniel Jones. Tight end, Cole Komet would start for the Giants. Running back, edge Giants, but the Bears have two serviceable backs, and nobody thinks running back carries you to Super Bowls. Oh, 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 I forgot. Wide receiver. Bears have nothing to work with. Darnell Moody is better than any Giants receiver. Once Kadarius Toney got shipped off, pure talent, Mooney would start for the Giants. And so would Chase Claypool. He would. Chase Claypool had nine touchdowns as a rookie. His first two years in this league, he was wildly productive. And he started this year with Mitch Trubisky and a rookie Kenny Pickett. Even then, Chase Claypool, even then with Mitch Trubisky, a bad O-line, an offensive coordinator nobody likes in Pittsburgh, and then Kenny Pickett, he had 32 catches in eight games. He went to Chicago and disappeared. You're not a little worried about that? So, the Bears have a better O-line, believe it or not, than the Giants, better at tight end, more than serviceable at running back. Luke Getze is absolutely respected offensive coordinator, and two of your receivers would start for the Giants. Mooney would be the... Darnell can play. Let's stop that. He can play. I think he's a two in this league, but he can play, and he's better than anybody the Giants have. I think Kadarius Toney has more talent, but they, you know, they moved him off to uh, Kansas City. So be very careful about that. He's got nothing to work with. The O-line's not a disaster. Giants is. Tight end's good. Giants isn't. Backs are fine. I'm saying, Chase Claypool disappeared. Would he have disappeared? Going to Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Would he have disappeared going to? I don't think so. Would he have disappeared? Look how good some of these receivers 
I mean, Kadarius Tony in the Super Bowl, <laughs> I touched the ball like five times. Like, I, 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 I'm just saying, I'm not saying Justin Fields won't work. But if I have to hear again, we got nothing to work with. Uh, it's not as pathetic as the Giants offense, where it's Saquon Barkley at really a non-crucial position. Running backs are nice. Green Bay had a great one. Tennessee had a great one. <laughs> Raiders had a great one. That was arguably the three best backs in the league. They didn't, they didn't make the playoffs. Minnesota has a great one. They got, they got beat by the Giants in the playoffs. Bears aren't huge for our show, right? But do you think with Justin Fields, the Bears can build a contender to make the playoffs in the next two years? Because that's what you're up against. In two years, you got to pay Justin Fields. So is the decision more about can we build a – I mean, where's the defense in this? Uh, bottom five defense in the league. Can't name three factors on the defense. If I look at this team and I say, we can't build a, a playoff team in two years, I ship fields out, I start over with a new quarterback. If I'm the new GM, I just yeah. bought myself some extra time. And then I say, well, quarterback on the rookie deal, now I've got four years to try to make a playoff yeah. team here. And again, I like Fields a lot, and this is this is. I a think tough... we both think he's a wildly yeah. dynamic athlete. But the rest of the team, defense, offense. Yeah. So I don't think in two years when you got to pay Fields like thirty, thirty-five million. That's the going rate for these quarterbacks. So the Bears have a lot of cap space, so they can solve some of their defensive shortcomings. Bengals did this two years ago with Burrow. They went and bought a defense. Uh, yeah. By the way, the Jaguars this year went and bought an offense. They did. So so the Bears can solve some of their defensive uh, issues. Just go buy them. But at some point, and, and, and I would say in the offense, I would replenish. I'd go get another tight end. I'd get another receiver. So you think they can be a playoff team in no, two no, years? No, no, no. I'm not sure they can. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not sure they can. Now, they could get a big break. Aaron's out of the division. He's obviously a break. Well, Detroit Lions are on the uptick. And Minnesota's got a lot of... They're, they're a, a, above... They're always viable. Nine and eight-ish team. Yeah. So I'm just saying, don't tell me you can't discuss this. You have to discuss it. Two years, even at the end of last year where he was better, it's an 83 passer rating. And the O-line is better than the Giants. The tight end's better than the Giants. Two of their receivers would start for the Giants, and they have serviceable running backs. Not great. You're not picking them for your fantasy team, probably, but they're fine. I do like Fields a lot, but again, I don't think this team is making the playoffs, so I would then get my scouting report. Hey, do, do we like Bryce Young? Do we like C.J. Stroud? Do we like Will Levis? I don't know, Kyle. Or do you say we're going to keep Justin Fields? We're going to trade so, out of the he, number one why, pick? Maybe a, Indy. Jim Ursay, hard up already for Bryce Young. Okay, so, so it's interesting. So the top four picks are Chicago, Houston, Arizona Colts. So why would Houston move up? If they think Chicago's taking Will Anderson, they don't need to. They can get Bryce Young. So I don't think Chicago has as big a market as you think to trade huh. down. So Arizona is going to take a defensive player, or no, Gannon will want to trade down. The well, new well, head coach—they need a lot of stuff in Arizona. Everybody wants to trade down unless you have star quarterbacks. We don't have a star quarterback. Fair. So Arizona takes defense. Chicago takes defense, and Houston knows it. Well, Indy knows. Indy doesn't love any of these quarterbacks. They may think Bryce Young is better. But Bryce Young isn't Caleb Williams or, or Drake May next year. He's, he's not Trevor Lawrence. So nobody around Chicago has to move up. Houston's going to get their quarterback, and the Colts are going to get their quarterback. 
Well, so, uh, so you know, why- we're, we're in the process of now of looking at houses. We've been thinking right. about buying a house. Yeah. And you, the number one rule is do not fall in love with a house because right. then you end up overpaying and it goes awry. The, the quarterback process has begun for a lot of these needy teams, Colin. The combine's coming up here, what, two weeks? Right. They're going to go interview the quarterbacks. Right. Somebody's going to fall in love I'd- with young Stroud or Levis. In those interviews, somebody's going to, oh, this guy's so good. He commanded the room. These are not, he aced the wonder. These like, are like, not A prospects. I would agree. That being said, we usually people traded up for uh, Carson Wentz, um, another bad quarterback that was taken top three. Uh, did the uh, the Jets took Zach Wilson too? They fell in love with him, like Zach Wilson. It happens, man. Somebody's gonna like boy Will Levis. Like I got his master's degree already, four zero in high school, college, like super smart. A lot to like about Will. Le- somebody's gonna fall in love well, with one of these. Guys. Will Levis is the one that I will say this. I can't tell you who told me this because um, yes, I was it, I was present for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Will Levis. Two offensive coaches I know in the league like Will Levis, and and here's what both said. As a junior, he had a much better O line. His this past year, the O line was awful, awful for Kentucky, really bad. And remember, it was a great year for SEC defenses as usual. So Will Levis is running for his life. So add context to it. Will Levis is big, smart. In college, <laughs> also, it's not, you know, Kentucky. Do we? Do you think of Kentucky as a brilliant offensive scheme? No, you thought Lincoln Riley is that. You know, there's guys around the country that you think, oh, that's a really op- – Chip Kelly is known as somebody. Um, you know, Ryan Day at Ohio State. There are co- – I think Brian Kelly does a good job with offense. Um we don't, we don't really necessarily think of Kentucky football as a great offensive powerhouse. That's nothing against Stoops, good coach, whatever. But Will Levis, because he's bigger and stronger than Bryce Young, and I, I, I think when you talk to NFL guys, they think Will's the guy you can mold. A lot of doubters on C.J. Stroud. It's not me. Some doubt. And Bryce Young's tiny. He's well, a buck 88. We haven't even got to the fourth guy. Okay, Anthony Richardson from Florida, but who has a, like maybe a dozen starts. He is he's a no, project, he but when he walks in a room, no, I get this it. This dude is a strapping six four. You're like, oh, my, this guy's an Adonis. No, no, no. This question. is Jalen Hurts, like jacked, and I don't know that he has the accuracy. He definitely doesn't have the starts, but somebody's going to overdraft Anthony Richardson. It's tough to find quarterbacks. Colin. No, no, no. He's, he's going to go in the first round. I don't, I don't love him going in the first, but I could see. Uh, you think I'm crazy on this? I could see a team. You know, if you go get Aaron Rodgers who's going to be 39, I could see a team drafting Richardson behind him. Dude, I, I believe Jordan Love led the country in interceptions, and the Packers traded up to get him in the first round. Yeah, There's a need for because quarterbacks. Because Jordan Love had a better previous year. Yeah, he, so, he looked good right. in, what, what, somewhere in Utah. I think he was throwing yeah. the football. like Utah State. Utah State, thank yeah. you. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Speaking of honesty brokers, Mark Sanchez, let's get him in here right now. Fox Sports, bring him in here. You good? You all right? I'm all right. I'm hanging in He just gets worked up about the news, you know? Well, I mean, you know, the, you know how the game is in the media. In the NFL, you guys get crushed. That NFL players <laughs> get treated worse by the media than anybody. Even stars like Aaron oh, no. Rodgers. Not us. Not you guys get tagged. And you Breeze, worked in the, the hardest media market where you no. got the New York Times, the Daily News, the New York Post, the Newark bloody bloody. Sound like a Billy Joel song. Yeah. Okay, so let me throw this to you. Talk to me. 
Um, we were saying if you look at the gap between Mahomes and the other top quarterbacks, Burrow, this and that, there's a gap. Yeah. But I could argue it's closer than Jalen Hurts if Aaron gets traded out. <laughs> it's closer than the Oh, NFC versus AFC, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Like if Aaron gets moved, and the stories are Green Bay wants to move him, Brady's gone, Aaron's gone. Who's the second best NFC quarterback after Jalen Hurts? I mean, you have to think about that with a contract. It's like, we got to lock this guy up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't broken it down that way, but it, it is I could glaring. argue it's golf. And it's I like glaring. Jared. Yeah, well, and Jared was on the right track, yeah, right? The right good OC. Trajectory. So uh, what do you make of, here's what worries me, though, Mark. With should I slow down? Should we slow down? 15 Super Bowl carries, 11 a game. Well, it's a lot like the Josh Allen. It's the formula to win. Back to the formula to win. What does that mean? How many times is your quarterback going to run the ball? He's built <laughs> a lot better to take those hits like a Josh Allen. Him and Josh Allen, like similar, maybe not as tall as Josh, but similar body type with yeah. the bigger, thicker guys. Yeah. Um, different than Lamar Jackson, different than Kyler Murray, yeah. where those guys are going to run and take some hits, but you don't know longevity-wise. And Jalen did get hurt this year, don't forget. Like, he hurt his shoulder. But he played hurt, too. Exactly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have to go in and clean that thing up this offseason or whatever. It's going to take some attention, some rehab, some rest, whatever that looks like. Um, so, yes, that is something. Uh, but the other issue is the two big Super Bowl runs in recent history that the Eagles have made, it's been a group effort where the quarterback's on a rookie deal, and the first time Nick Foles had to come in and play reliever and plays outstanding. Okay, he's uh, Mariano Rivera, Sandman, and just <laughs> knocks him out, right? right? Strikes everybody out, wins the game, beats Brady, boom. Well, they had a heck of a – that was like the best – roster in football by the end of the year, right? And they made some serious trades and movement. Howie Roseman, shout out, right? This was the same exact formula. Now with Jalen Hurts and a quarterback that can really move, okay, if you're going to pay this guy and back up the Brinks truck, whatever the going rate is, you're going to lose some of that. All the guys like Limbaugh Joseph and Dominica Sue, uh, these guys who came on towards the end of their career, right? Their last stop before retirement. Like you're going to lose some of that ability. Oh, yeah. And when guys go down, your premier players go down, you're not going to have that stud with a 10-year resume, maybe on the back nine of his career, but who can, you know, you plug and play, boom, patch it up for five weeks and keep it moving and keep us at the top of our game or near it. Yeah. That's going to be the issue there, and that's really the formula. Like, you draft your quarterback, build the team around him, and then make a decision. With Jalen Hurts, you can't move off of him. You just hope he's going to be reasonable in some of those negotiations to want to win, right? If you make winning the priority, then – Getting paid is going to be a little bit less. And plus, you're the Eagles quarterback. It's maybe not Dallas, but you're still, I mean, there's plenty of pub. There's plenty of marketing opportunities. And, you know, it looks like everything he does off the field, like we talked about this. Character. He has that Jordan yeah. kind of aura to him, the, the single hoop earring. Yeah. You know, he's always in a suit and tie. He's always looking sharp, says the right thing. You can tell he's a thoughtful, intelligent, purposeful human, you know? And yeah. so I think... I think he'll make the right decision. The team will make the right decision. The bigger ones are Kelsey, Lane Johnson, making sure those guys so are healthy. Lane's coming back. We were yeah. Told. I think I think that makes sense. He's still he's what thirty two. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I, I think he was just battling that abdomen deal for a while, and that's that's hard because you're constantly torquing giant, you know, massive guys coming off the edge trying to trying to beat you and get to your quarterback. So 
Uh, the big one in the middle is Kelsey, though, because he's the real anchor of that O-line. So let's talk. Um, one of the reasons, when you come on this show, I always think one of the things that truly fascinates me is you really, you and Sean Payton do this, you really find these little habits and flaws, and it's always fascinating to me how a nugget of information oh, yeah. becomes a play. Oh, yeah. Just a guy that cheats on the corner or a yeah. linebacker that yeah. drop is slow. So there were a couple of touchdowns by the Chiefs, yeah. and those were clearly... Philadelphia. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, I, I just think it's so funny because from offensive guys in a West Coast system, that's where I think the similarities you're talking about, yes. whether it's Coach Payton or any other West Coast kind of mentality coach, that's the way I grew up. That's the way I learned, you know? So um, in, in the two scoring plays late in the game, the return motions, I know everybody's making a big deal out of it. Like, wow, what an incredible scheme. Well, when you run shallow cross, boom, you tell these guys, put the fear of God in them. Put the fear of God in that corner. You're telling the receiver, put the fear of God in him that you're going to cross the ball and get across the formation way too fast. So what's the response? Slay points at the safety, says, hey, swap me, pizza party. You take my piece, I'll take yours. Boom, you run with them across the formation. Well, when he does that the first time, if we can go back to that first play, the Tony play again. Yeah. He does that, and right as that communication's happening, boom, they snap the ball, <laughs> he slams on the brakes, and nobody's there. It's a, you got him, no, you got him. Nobody's got him. So does Mahomes, okay. do you think, see the no, finger No, 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 this is, this is a run also, by the way. This is a RPO. He can hand this ball off. See the back go in front of him? Yeah. It's a run. They're blocking run up front. But if they screw up the communication, he knows, boom, I got a freebie, and the way they designed it, it's already in his scope of vision. It's already in his lane. Ah. So he's faking to the quarterback right in front of him and flashing, or excuse me, the quarterback is faking to the halfback in front of him, flashing, and he's still able to stare at that because you can hand a ball off blind. The running back has the mesh, that point where in which you and the, the ball and the running back intersect. He knows if he sticks it in my belly, I'm taking it. And Mahomes can release it. But he does just a quick flash, boom, sees the communication error and gets the ball out almost without moving his feet because he's a baseball player, middle infield, boom, turn two. That's all it is. The next one, because that happened, I guarantee you they went to the sideline and said, just lock him across the formation right here. Skymore goes in, for, goes in motion. Quarterback, stay with him no matter what. Okay, fine. That's a reaction, right? Same thing. He's got the option to throw this or not. But when you're going to lock a player like that, when you're going to lock him running across formation, you have to see in front. You can't blindly run. So as soon as he realizes he's in motion, boom, he turns to find his own defenders and realize, do I go over the backers, under the backers? Who's in my way? How am I going to navigate this to cover this guy across the entire field? And you're doing it on offense. You're calling that motion and using speed and deception to try and get a half-man advantage on the other side to beat a guy east to west. And if he goes under the backers, boom, you'll have a response to get up the field because now you're going to beat him. If he goes over the backers, then you can get him to play over the top and then undercut him. So there's all these like yeah. move, counter, move, move, counter, move like a chess game. But they had answers to both, which is awesome. I mean, that's just like hedging your bet all the way around and then counting on the quarterback, the trigger man, to give it to the right guy. Hey, we're going on the fast break. You know what to do. They double team here, get it there. Yeah. If they boom, if they split the defenders, it's a three on two fast break. If they split, take it to the hole. If they go one way or another, you know what to do with the ball, point guard. We trust you. I want to go the penalty thing. Yeah. Because um, I said yesterday, a great movie isn't ruined because of a choppy ending, yeah. and a terrible movie isn't great because of a perfect sequence at the end. Sure. Is that it was a great game, and the ending was odd. 
Let's talk you through it. You, t- you talk <laughs> it, us through it. It was interesting because there's a third and eight in the second quarter where Juju Smith-Schuster gets held over the middle. He's running like an in-cut, and Bradbury clearly holds him, and he gets away with it. They talked about it on the broadcast. Yes. I went to the game with my son and my fiance. It was awesome. Then I went back and watched it, but you see... Juju Smith-Schuster run the in route, and Bradbury totally hooks him, grabs his arm, boom, yep. and everybody's looking around for a flag, complained about it on the broadcast. I thought it was Fine. a missed call. Yeah, it was a total missed call. Well, then they caught it at the end. <laughs> he did it twice. He got caught once. Okay, like, that's the way it goes. Like, he got caught holding him again at the end. Show the end of the end of the game. The third down again on the in the tight red zone, low red zone. He held him. He got beat. He holds him, hoping they don't catch it, whatever. What's crazy right here is, look at there's 150-ish on the clock, okay? The very next play, because here's the situation. You're trying to stop them on third down. Boom, there's clearly a jersey grab. I mean, you're impeding progress. The jersey grab, it's a no-brainer. Now, circumstantially, uh, timing of the game, does it suck? Yes. What are you going to do? It's a hold the first play of the preseason and the last play of the Super Bowl. It's a hold. Like, bottom line. So what? There's plenty of plays that led up to this. Also this, Mark? The Chiefs complained loudly about the first one that wasn't called. No doubt. So the officials here, yeah. you guys missed so, it. Yeah. There's, so yeah. It's next, in the back of your brain. Of course it's in the back it of your head. Is. So also, like, there's plenty of other plays that led to a loss here. How about some of the rush lane integrity from this defensive line from the Eagles that give up a huge scrambles to a guy with a busted ankle? Like, okay, so don't give – there's a laundry list of ways that the Eagles lost the game and the Chiefs won the game. Whatever. What's crazy to me is the nuance of this situation. It's third down. You are trying to stop them. It's a tie game. There's a minute 50-ish left when they, when they snap the ball on that play, on that third down. The defense is trying to stop the offense, hold them to a field goal to go down three, get the ball back with about a minute 45, minute 40 left, and go score and win the game. Or get to the 35-30, tie it, go to overtime, roll the dice in overtime. That's the situation. The very next play, because they allowed the penalty and uh, because they got the penalty and got a first down, it turns into defensive mentality is now freeway. We used to call it on defense freeway. Let them score. On offense, you tell them no mas, no more. That's for you, J Mac. Spanish. So, no mas on offense means we have a field goal in the bag. We're going to win the game. We need to milk the clock. We need to choke this team out and not give them anything on the other end. That's why McKinnon hits the deck. Right doesn't score, right? So I'd argue that this is one of the toughest plays to coach as a defense because it literally changes from down to down, but I'd argue that it changes in the middle of the down. In a way, if you could go back, and this is you know completely in a vacuum, probably not possible, but if you could go back, burn a timeout on defense, you'd take it away from your offense because you're going to have to go score, so that'd be tough. But if you could burn a timeout on defense and say, hey, we're trying to stop him. If you get beat, if you get beat and he's going to score, let him go. Let him go. But try and stop him first. It's almost impossible to coach that way because the situation changes. The scenario and circumstances of the game change in that play, in those four seconds of that play. It's like that's so hard to try and coach a guy to do that and explain that to players, but those situations win and lose ball games. And it was, I mean, that's exactly what you practice all the way from OTAs. No moss, freeway, you know, let them score freeway, no moss offense, do not score, get the first down, hit the deck, or get to the goal line, hit the deck, we'll center the ball and kick a field goal, win the game. People also want to see the knockout blow. 
You know what I mean? They don't want to see somebody get choked out for a whole minute. And right. it's just kind of like, you know. Right. But, I mean, credit to KC. Like, they, they okay. handled it right. Super Bowl halftimes. We only have a minute and a half left. Super Bowl halftimes are longer. Yep. One of the great plays out of a halftime, Sean Payton onside kick. Oof. The Chiefs are their two best offensive plays out of a 25, 30-minute halftime. It was, I mean, those. <laughs> Our two best offensive coaches yeah. use that Super Bowl halftime to pull off wizardry. <laughs> in the regular season, Mark, you have six minutes in it's that room. It's a quick deal. And a lot of times you're just going back, okay, what was our opening script? Who wants a fruit our, slice? Yeah, <laughs> our opening 15. What have we not run? Oh, shoot, we forgot that play action. Oh, how did they cover that uh, naked the first time? Yeah, X that, you know, roll out, out. We can't do that because of the way they're playing. We'll counter it with this, whatever. So when you have that much time, I mean, you're almost – Talking through, getting a little feedback, talking through again, looking at the pictures. But I mean, you have plenty of time. You're almost installing a mini game plan. Well, of course, with that especially of time. what you talked about earlier those those comeback motions. You know they practice yeah, them. I, I just thought those were those were so good because they tried to. If you beat somebody on it, when a defense beats beats you on an all out pressure and they have free runners, you're getting it until you block it. If an offense beats you on something and the defense can't cover it, you're going to get it until you stop it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, prove to me you can do this because we also have answers off of something else, right? Like, show me you can beat what we just showed you, and then I'll, and then I'll move on to my next attack or plan of attack, whatever. And so that chess game to me, I, that, that's why I love it so much. You do, you do a pretty good job at this broadcasting thing, Marky. <laughs> Marky, Mark, you really do a good job. Okay, I want you to take some time off. <laughs> Will you be I'll see you after Labor Day. I was going to say, you worked very hard. I want you to take six months off. I want you here for the Thursday after Labor Day. (laughs) Don't listen to the bosses. I just gave you six months off. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.